0: Hockey fans, are you ready to Brave the Wild with me, your host, Dino Joey, or Joey Awijan? Brave the Wild is available on all of your favorite podcasting apps and, of course, on the Hockey Podcast Network. Thank you, Dylan and Kyle, once and always, for having me on there, coming in out of Vancouver, British Columbia. Thank you, once and always, for downloading and listening to this show uh, I wish I could be on here with better circumstances, but uh, unfortunately, so this is going to be a Brave the Wild episode that doesn't really talk about the Minnesota Wild. Um, I was hoping to come on here celebrating a championship for the Minnesota Golden Gopher Hockey Club, who unfortunately lost to Quinnipiac in overtime, 3 to 2. Are you fucking kidding me? Oh my god. Oh, what? Oh, come on! That's right. The national championship game. The Minnesota Gophers. Uh, well, I mean, I figure might as well do this anyway. I mean, I was gonna do a show, for sure, if the Gophers won. And I was pretty much like, nah, if they lose, the hell had that the hell with it. But, uh, I mean, I guess I'll do something. Maybe a little conversation. I guess, and I don't know. Might as well get off my chest now rather than bitching and moaning on the next episode in the, uh, in the well, when we talk about prospects and all that. Might as well just get it off my chest, and though I may have more to say at the time, but my heart definitely goes out to uh, Brock Faber. Um, extremely heartbreaking, I'm sure for him. He played a hell of a game. Uh, really appreciate what he did. Um, but when the Gophers went up one nothing, you felt good. But of course, uh, the 2014 Gophers went up one to nothing. The you know, and of course, uh, m- many times you've seen. Teams go up one nothing. The Gophers went up one nothing in the Frozen Four last year versus uh, Mankato, and we saw what happened. It was just like you know it changed. But this time around, the Govers went up two nothing after a great play by Brock Faber, kind of putting the puck off the wall so to speak, and then Nelson was able to finish with a quick kind of deflection after the bounce, son kind of a ricochet. It was like all right, two nothing. This is great. So you felt like a million bucks going up two nothing. But then the crappiest. Part of all is the fact that the Gophers never scored again the rest of the game. This game is fucking horrible! First of all, I want to apologize for maybe me flipping out on Twitter the way I did. Um, I didn't really lash out at any person. I didn't really lash out at any person on Twitter or any player or a coach necessarily or anything like that. Just furious at how things finished off in this one. Just I, I I don't know. You go up 2 nothing against a defensive-minded team, and it's like you just kind of went in a shell after that. And it was kind of like Donna Shell defense in a sense. But then again, not necessarily. Um, the Gophers defensemen were blocking shots. Lacombe gave everything uh, Faber did a hell of a job. Um, even some of the, the uh, great uh, <laughs> offensive players did a great job playing defense. But the problem is they just could not get anything going. That top line just never could... Finish. They just simply couldn't finish, and as the game progressed into the second period and into the third, things seemed okay in the second period. But clearly Quinnipiac had taken it a bit to the Gophers. some more, He had a one-nothing lead after the first period, a two-to-one lead after the second, as the teams exchanged goals. The Gophers went up two-nothing, like I said, and then Quinnipiac finally scored, which again the Gophers would never score again. Little did we know. But you figure, okay, well, if you win two-to-one, you win two-to-one, or maybe you get that empty-net goal that uh, wraps things up. But that empty net goal was never meant to be. It just never happened, which was really frustrating. Um, almost like we were the reciprocal of Maine, in a sense. Not really, though. Not the way this game was played. That game was kind of more of a five-on-five five or, you know, uh, you know, executing on the power play. It was a different game. It was a totally different game at a totally different time, to be quite honest. You just kind of saw back-and-forth hockey with Maine and Minnesota. This was not back-and-forth hockey. This was the puck in our zone. like It felt like 85 90% of the game, pretty much from about the midpoint on. And the third period was, I don't know. I mean, for one of the great offensive teams in NHL history. Okay, what am I talking about? One of the great offensive teams uh, that the Govers have ever had, anyway, is uh, as <laughs> I'm just, yeah, I'm looking up at something, so I apologize. Um just could not finish, they just could not finish, and honestly, there was no real aggressive play, and you understand, yeah, okay, fine, you want to protect the lead, you want to protect the lead, you want to play to not lose, but playing to not lose often winds up losing, playing to win is winning, playing to win, which is what Quinnipiac did, they were constantly on the attack, constantly on the attack, they had enough faith that they would get the stop, they would get the stop, and uh, Guys like uh, Nyes just could not get it going. Uh, the Quinnipiac defense was phenomenal on him. Quinnipiac goalie was pretty damn good the whole game because obviously, well, it is what it is. Um, and uh, Cooley couldn't get anything going. Then he loses his cool. He loses his Cooley late uh, in the game. Kind of the, the the stick gets tangled up with the Quinnipiac, Quinnipiac player, and then unfortunately, the penalty was called only on Cooley. It probably could have been on both players. Cooley probably took it a little too far, which uh, uh, ended up selling it for the Quinnipiac player, not for him. Great. And then next thing you know, Quinnipiac's on the power play. The, The Bobcats, not the Wildcats, but the Bobcats go on the power play with, you know, like three, four minutes left in the game. And, you know... The Gophers continued to face an onslaught, continued to have to block shots, continued to have to get the puck away out of danger, as they called it, because that's exactly what it was, away from the net as quick as possible. Close was able to, you know, stop the puck, freeze the puck over and over and over again. The Gophers had settled for 100,000 icings, basically, in this game. It was unbelievable how many icings we had, just trying to get rid of the puck and ice it so we had to have a face-off, And then Quinnipiac just kept getting better and better, guys like Kef uh, and all that just continued to win their um, face-offs. And just, you could just feel the tide turning more and 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 more. And, more. and it just it just felt, okay, when are the Govers finally going to break loose and score like they did against uh, Boston U, like they did against St. Cloud State, uh, like they did against Canisius. When? Where was it? Where was it? It just never freaking came. It just never came. And it just kind of kept feeling more and more and more like it was kind of like Union, but with way better defense. Um, So, uh, otherwise, Close would have been absolutely fried if he had a soft defense in front of him, like, say, people like, you know, Mike Riley. Like, oh, they just kept attacking uh, Union kept attacking and attacking and attacking to a point where Wilcox couldn't stop anything anymore. He's just like, hell with it. I can't do it. This is too much. And then he was completely fried where they were scoring on, you know, just, just wristers, like one-on-one with the goalie wristers from far away. Late in the game, and that's how Union ended up pulling away and winning 7-4, to four, if I remember the score correctly. I try. You try to block it out of your mind, but you can't because people like me <laughs> and probably many others out there, you want to win so bleeping bad. That it you just keep it just keeps replaying in your mind whether you want it to or not. It's like it's a I don't know what it is some kind of crazy photographic mind that hits you when your emotions really are attached to something. And games like tonight, of course, this is like it, it's kind of like the New Orleans Saints game with the Vikings in a way where it's just gonna keep happening over and over and over again. Uh, why the Gophers couldn't gain possession of the puck for like longer than like five seconds or or less. In the third period, why the Gobers couldn't gain possession of the puck for that one time, that one time, when it was it was of course six on four and then eventually six on five because the, the power play had ended, the Cooley penalty had ended, uh, obviously with the goalie being pulled. That's why Quinnipiac had the extra goalie or extra skater. Pardon me. Why the Gobers just could not get possession of the puck long enough? It was just split seconds, split seconds. And then just kind of cough it back to the, the Quinnipiac, uh, Quinnipiac players to keep it in the zone. Uh, keep it in the Govers' zone, unfortunately. Again, they were able to maintain the zone pretty much nonstop from there on. And um, why the Govers just could not gain possession of the puck enough to possibly get a good shot at an empty net to wrap it up 3-1. to one. When Then we could all celebrate, and I could come in here and do a very happy show and, be very, and, and enjoy myself with all of you. With, uh, at least those of you that give a crap about the Gophers winning anyway, but it just ultimately wasn't meant to be. <laughs> Damn it. And, uh, right now I have a Hartford Whalers hat that I've had for at least five years, I think. It's like brand new, basically, because I hardly ever wear it, uh, from Mitchell and Ness. Beautiful Hartford Whalers hat. Not the, not the, the Navy blue color that they'd kind of adopted you know, later on in their their franchise's history before moving to North Carolina to become the Hurricanes. Of course, Rod frickin' Brindamore. God, that figures. <laughs> Rod Brindamore, yep. His son, of course, got two penalties in the game. And the young Brindamore now has a national championship. But um, it's for the state of Connecticut. And I'm sure many Hartford Whalers fans that, uh, you know, they went through the little team that couldn't basically is what a lot of people called the Hartford Whalers. I love the Hartford Whalers. And maybe that's why I kind of had grown an attachment to the Quinnipiac uh, Bobcats over the years. So I'm not coming out of this game hating Quinnipiac. Like, Union, I hate them with a passion for that stupid game. Uh, the New Orleans Saints. Like, how many of us want to say a kind word about the New Orleans Saints since 2009? I was a Saints fan before that. Not like a real fan, but like a closet I, you know, I've always kind of liked the Saints, you know, I like their color scheme, I like the, you know, and gosh, now they have Drew Brees, this is cool. And then after that game, it's like, go to bleeping you nowhere know never come back, damn it, I hate you so much. That's basically the New Orleans Saints. I'm not coming out of this hating Quinnipiac, even though I I hate what happened, and I hate the strategy by, um, by, by Moscow as this game progressed, where it was just kind of that, you know, I don't know, play to not lose, play to not lose, play to not lose, sit back, sit back, play to not lose, play to not lose. And once you did that, Quinnipiac built confidence, because they continued to have opportunities after opportunity after opportunities, and uh, and then next thing you know, the puck finally got through. Kaluks, um, it got through his legs, um, and it got through the pads and all that cute stuff. And, and, uh, Graf, yep, was able to finish on that one. He's, of course, the leading scorer for Quinnipiac, and then you just left like you can't freaking believe what just happened. And you just knew. It, it was kind of like Matt Kowalska all over again, but on the wrong end. Um, on the wrong end. Uh, Skyler Brindamore, by the way, is the uh, the young Brindamore of Rob. Rod. Rod. Not Rob. Rod Brindamore. Of course, who had a hell of a career with teams like Philadelphia. Um, I'm pretty sure he played for the Hartford Whalers, right? But I know he was on Carolina for sure, obviously and won a Stanley Cup with Carolina in 2006 with uh, former Wild uh, star Eric Saul. He, he, he was one of the star players of the Wild for a bit there. And he had over 40 goals in a season. 42, right? Or was it 43? I think he had 43. I think he did. Or no, or no it was 42, tied with Gabrick. 43 was uh uh yeah, I don't know. I don't care. I want to move on. <laughs> Somebody on the, it was Williamson on the uh, Golden Knights crazy season when they uh, started out. But Yes, I've calmed down, obviously. I'm not cursing at the Quinnipiac uh, Bobcats, and I never really was. I was just, like, mad at the Gopers. Come on, get get it going. Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. And it just was never meant to be. Am I mad at close? Of course not. Was I mad at uh, Wilcox? <laughs> at the time, I was, but I didn't know what the hell I was talking about. Uh, and then it's like you realize, you put two and two together. Oh, of course. I mean, just get the, you know, I mean, the Gopers defense in 2014 was soft as hell. And honestly, I think this Gober team would have been, you know, it would have been just like Union if we had that soft defense from um, the 2014 Govers. It would have probably been a 7-4 type of game, probably, because that was like a wide open type of team. Um, and I, and it just, you just feel it, you know, like words coming through my head, like the Govers will never win another national championship with Don Lucia as head coach. Not because necessarily he's a bad coach, but it's just, it's over. That's it. Um, will this team ever win a national championship with Bob Motzko? I, I don't know, because there have been disappointing stretches with Bob Motzkow in the NCAA tournament. Uh, you even had him lose to Air Force years ago with St. Cloud State, the number one team in the country. Kind of like the Gophers losing to Yale, or even worse, losing to frickin'... Because um, because Yale went, up, went on to win the whole en- en- enchilada against Quinnipiac way back in 2013. Quinnipiac's first national championship game. They lost to Miracle Cinderella finalist, Yale. Uh, so that was a Cinderella final, you know, championship game, whatever, in many ways. Uh, Quinnipiac finally getting to a championship game. Well, uh, well they've only been in Division One for, um, you know, since 99, interestingly enough. So this was year number 24. Happened a lot faster with them than, than us, didn't it? Think about it. Uh, when you think about the rich, the rich go for history, and the players the Govers have had, it is maddening beyond belief that this team doesn't have more national championships. This team should be up there with Michigan. We should be at least with Wisconsin, with like six. I believe Wisconsin has that many. Um, it's maddening beyond belief. The John Mayesichs and such, you know, I mean, you're telling me the team didn't win one national title in the 50s, not one in the 60s, and then finally the Herb Brooks here in the 70s. Finally, national championship. You know, it's like about bleeping time. And now we get to deal with uh, Mike Hastings going to Wisconsin. It was kind of fun having them stuck for a while. But, uh, well, they don't, They're I, I don't know. And it was kind of weird seeing Granado fail. I don't know why that happened, but it did. Um, yes, Wisconsin has six. Yep, and they won in 2006. And they defeated the Gophers in 1981, which was just wonderful. I was so happy about that. So the Wisconsin Badgers were actually hanging around the Gophers the whole time that we were winning national championships in the her Brooks era for the most part, uh, seventy three was right before the Govers' first title. Seventy seven was right after our second title, I do believe, and not long before our third. And then eighty one was right after the third, where uh, unfortunately Brad Bruteau could not bring in his uh, first national championship and then never won again, uh, unfortunately. Eighty two and twenty ten, Wisconsin was runners up. Runner, yeah, yeah, they were they were the runner up in the uh, national championship game. The Govers have been runners-up many, many, many times, and we get to be runners-up again. Runner-runner. <laughs> we get to be the runner-up again. So it's, um, it's, it's, it, you know, it sucks. It really sucks. Um, but I know some of you that listen to this show are, uh, you know, St. Cloud State fans. Maybe you're Badgers fans. Maybe you're, um, you know, maybe you're Quinnipiac. I don't know. I doubt it, but it's possible. It's possible. Um, Maybe you're, of course, you know, there's many others. St. Claude State, Mankato, Duluth, of course. I'm sure it's Bulldog fans listening. Um, Well, I I guess you still rule the state of Minnesota since 2011 at the very least with three championships to zero with everyone else. So, I mean, it is what it is. We get to be a runner-up again. We've been a runner-up now eight times. Eight. Five and eight in the championship game. That's not that good. Uh I think the Govers did make it twice in the 50s, so we did make it in the 50s, 53 and 54, those must have been both losses to Michigan so maybe we would have lost our third to Michigan who knows, 71 even we lost, jeez, gosh 75, we lost to Michigan Tech I know that much, so 75 on, I know who we lost to, but the 50s it had to be Michigan, like Michigan ruled sports in the 50s like Detroit Lions were like the best team in the NFL back then, you realize that? Yeah, I I I think the Red Wings. I forget if they won in the fifty. I I think it was way back in the forty. So I don't I don't know. Um, Interesting to think that the Goers had made their fortieth NCAA tournament this year. It was number forty, but only five titles, which is great. Again, we'll stay. We'll take all five of them. Thank you. Thank you. Praise be to God for our five championships. But what really sucks is we we've lost eight times. We've lost eight times. You realize that. 53, 54, 71, and then 75 to Michigan Tech, 81 to the Wisconsin Badgers, 89 in overtime like this one, to Harvard, 2014 to the freaking Union, whatever they are, and, uh, yeah, I know, just to, to Union, and 2023 to Quinnipiac, who finally brought home their first title. <clears throat> and, well, what, what, what I don't like is, uh, frickin' UConn won their, uh, <laughs> won the national championship in basketball. I'm not really excited about Connecticut basketball. I'm really not. Like, the women's team's won, like, 50 times, so I'm just sick of seeing the words UConn, and, of course, UConn, since Khaled amin won his national title there in 99, Khaled Al-Amin, former Minneapolis North Star, uh, they've all, all won, uh, 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 they've won five national championships overall, starting with that one, so it's, I don't know, it sucks. It sucks. It sucks to be us right now. It really does. Um, Proud of our national championships, but they're a long time ago now. Kind of like the two Twins World Series. Very proud of them, but it's a long time ago now. Um, but Quinnipiac can finally have a national championship little banner on Wikipedia. There it is, 2023, national champions. Third time was a charm. And I had a real bleeping scary feeling coming into that. Uh, yep, yeah, I, I had a very scary feeling coming into the um th- coming into this game, because the way Quinnipiac, they pretty much smothered up Michigan as well as they did, and then finished them off, basically, when they were able to get the lead. Uh, ultimately, which is what the Gophers did not do in this game. We we smothered them enough in terms of we were stopping their shots, blocking their shots, and Close was making some good saves and all that, and he really was. But, when there was literally zero, zero form of attack by the, uh, by the Gophers, that, uh, killed killed their chances. See, Quinnipiac eventually went on the attack versus Michigan and finished them off. The Gophers go on the attack versus Quinnipiac. We probably finished them off. Probably. But the Gophers did not finish off Quinnipiac because they never went on the attack. They just stayed back, stayed back, stayed back until, well, gosh darn it, now we're tied. Now what do we do? Okay, we're too scared to be aggressive, so, but, but if we stay back, it's impossible to win because you're not going to score if you're just going to stay back. So, what's next? You lose. You lose. You go to overtime. The clock runs about, I don't know, five seconds. And the goal is scored. And, uh, woohoo, wahoo, wahoo. Yay. We're so happy. I'm so thrilled about it. No, I'm really not. I was freaking pissed. But, uh, again, what am I going to do? <laughs> what, what, what are you, you going to do, right? Hmm. Um, and, uh,. There it is. That's the, that's the, that's the, that's the end of it. Jacob Quinlan, we're happy for you. Finished us off three to two, in overtime. <sighs> Brock Faber, no national championship. Watch, he says, screw it, I'm staying one more year. I'm not coming to the wild, <laughs> but I I don't think so. Um, he would be a, a senior next year, if he were to do that. But I don't know. Uh, who's to say this team's going to be back in the national championship game? Um, love what Bob Moscow has built. It's a very, very fun team to watch, but they weren't really fun to watch tonight. They, they just weren't. Um, they were fun to watch for a little while, but then when it, it just started to turn into a grinded-out game, everybody kind of knew. Everybody kind of knew. Quinnipiac is probably going to come out on top if it stays this way, and it did. Uh, the fact that they only lost four games this year, again, and to be quite fair, like I talked about many times on previous Brave the Wild episodes, in um, the you know, the second, uh, you know, late in the second segment, so to speak, that, um, <coughs> pardon me, that, uh, Quinnipiac, uh, was number one all season. It was just like at the last second, okay, Minnesota's number one, Quinnipiac, you're number two, you know, take, take your place, Quinnipiac. So it was kind of a threat all this time. I do believe Quinnipiac, if I remember correctly, back in 2020 was ranked super high as well before the whole, you know, pandemic shutdown. Um, I believe they were, and I remember thinking, "Man, they might have, they might have had a chance that year." Uh, so I'm curious. I'm gonna look that up real quick on the fly here, cause I think they were. Look, yeah, that was that was this year, okay. So that's not gonna be right. No, <laughs> I gotta fix it. It always it always yep. There we go. It always jumps ahead to the the wrong year. Oh, well, yep, yeah, Minnesota Duluth. Okay, so they might have and three-peated. That's who it was. It was Minnesota Duluth might have three-peated. I remember thinking that. Quinnipiac was eighth. The Gophers are probably way, way down because we were still kind of coming out of our arse, our proverbial arses around that time. Where were we? Were we even ranked? Jeez, Minnesota Duluth. Yeah, they were like heavily favored, I think, to go for a three-peat. They would have been like Michigan in the 50s. Huh. Well, yeah, even Cornell is number five. Wow. Interesting. The Gophers weren't even ranked. God. I, remember, yeah, I guess that doesn't surprise me too much because during that time, the Gophers would beat team would beat really good teams but then lose to, like, you know, Ferris State or something. And that's why we were ranked so poorly. And those are the final years of Don Shia and the early years of Bob uh, It was kind of the same story. Like, why do you keep losing to these bottom feeders? So you could win against, you know, you could win against the... Uh, against the Minnesota State. Maybe you could beat Duluth, which would be a miracle. We could beat St. Cloud State, you could beat North Dakota or whoever like that. And you don't even move up in the ranking at all. It was like, what the heck? Because you lost to Fair State, that's why. So interesting how that all works. But that's what it was. That's always sticking in my mind all this time was that uh, somebody said, there was clearly a team that, you know, had a real real good chance at, at winning it that year. I forget if it was Quinnipiac or Duluth. It was Duluth. He had a real chance of winning a three-peat and that was not meant to be at the end of the day, if I remember correctly. So, well, Duluth did get two in a row. Woo-hoo, we're happy for him. And you move on from that. Um, Yeah. (laughs) And then you got to see, uh, I don't even know anymore. You got to see freaking Massachusetts win which was cute and everything, and then you saw freaking Denver win. So woohoo! You got to see Denver win last year over uh, Mankato. That was awful, but that's how it goes. You know, we're we're happy for them. Um, I better read an ad. I think it's only fair that I do. I mean, I'm on the hockey podcast network, and okay, it was in uh, this thing, not that thing. Okay, so this is golf related. I guess that's totally fine since we're going into the Masters and the final and all that. From tea to green, the best place. To go to get in on all the action happening on the links is DraftKings Sportsbook. This week, new customers will receive an odds boost to add all plus 1,000 to any pre-tournament wager up to $10 on any golfer to win. So, for example, if you are a new customer and you see a golfer to win the tournament at plus 1,000 odds, DraftKings will boost that golfer to plus 2,000 odds for your shot at a bigger payout. DraftKings will be featuring parlays, and odds boost all tournament long. So be sure to check the DraftKings Sportsbook app every day before the tournament starts to see what they have in store. So, yeah, I mean, keep, keep an eye on all these guys. Of course, I'm sure a lot of you are hoping for Tiger Woods, maybe, but, I don't know, others are, like, tired and moving on, but, oh, what the heck, you know, <laughs> what the heck. But, uh, yeah, obviously, again, it's something to look forward to as we head into the final stages and all that, but Tiger Woods is probably not, uh, yeah, <laughs> Tiger Woods not somebody you'd want to bet on at this stage of his career. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. That's the Hockey Podcast Network and boost your odds during this week's tournament. That's code THPN only on DraftKings Sportsbook. Yep. Um, uh, so ultimately, again, uh, see she show notes for details. Yep, so, yeah, it's not placed there, but that's what we normally say. <laughs> so, my apologies. Yep, something got messed up a little bit, uh, the way it was printed out, I guess. So, apologies. Uh, <laughs> on behalf of uh, DraftKings, I apologize. Yes. Anyhow, again, um, what more do I have to say? Again, congratulations to Quinnipiac and the coach and all that good stuff. I've calmed down. I hate losing. I really really hate losing, especially when you know we probably had this and then we didn't have it. It's just mind-boggling and maddening to the bone, I'm telling you. But congratulations to the uh, state of Connecticut and all the Hartford Whaler fans. Brass Bonanza, do enjoy the da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. When I heard the band doing that, I was thinking, oh, wow. And also, again, if um, every... If... I, I may have said this earlier, but I'm gonna say it now. If I didn't, and I apologize if I'm just babbling and repeating myself all the time. But most of the teams out there, like obviously like a Michigan or whoever, I'm I'm cheering. I'm rooting. I I, I was gonna be rooting for Quinnipiac, not because I love Quinnipiac so much, but because I, I like them. I don't love them. I like them. I love the Gophers. Um, I I like Quinnipiac a little bit. You know, like North Dakota people that were rooting for North Dakota over Quinnipiac. It's like what for? North Dakota hates us, so (laughs) why would you want to root for them? But I truly doubt they're rooting for us. I bet they're dancing on our graves right now. Aha, you lost. Na-na-na-boo-boo. And I think, okay, well, thanks. I really appreciate the childish thing. I wasn't doing that to Michigan. I wasn't doing that to St. Cloud State when the Gophers won. Did you hear me doing that? I didn't do that. It would have been nice if St. Cloud State won the national title over Massachusetts. The only reason I cheered for Massachusetts in that game was because the goaltender was Lindbergh, who I'd written an article about just a few, like like maybe a month earlier. So, you know, I was cheering for Lindbergh. It's, it's, it's nothing personal. I, just, I like him. He was our prospect. And then he wasn't because he's he was too good for us, damn it. He's like, I'm out. I'm out. You already drafted Wallstead. I don't have any time for this crap. So, well, we'll see what happens. He's with Pittsburgh's uh, organization now, and they could use some goaltending help, let me tell you. But they look pretty damn good against us. I'll do a normal Brave the Wild review. I'm not talking wild games in this one, though. The Wild did just beat St. Louis, thank God, after not beating the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins. And Gustav Nyquist and Kirill Kaprizov suited up versus St. Louis. So, good feeling. Wonderful feeling, to be quite honest. Gustav Nyquist, number 28. But you knew that before I did, Right. Or you know that before I recorded the show and all that. So um, the coach, of course, as well, Rand Pecknell, talk about a guy who stuck with it and has been successful forever. Uh, that's with Quinnipiac. Uh, 581, 333, 100 ties, ties over, slash overtime losses, but a .622 record, 29th season. So I can't even imagine what that felt like. So, uh, you know, you think about stuff like that, and then I stopped being so pissed off, necessarily, just just very disappointed, damn it, but you you feel good for him, uh Rand Pecknold, and unfortunately, I do feel that the <laughs> the announcers and all them were rooting for Quinnipiac, and I'm sure they were big bad gophers, oh evil, and Quinnipiac, it's about time, yeah, well, they got their championship, so it is what it is, um. Thank you, everybody, for listening to the show. Again, apologize if I might sound crazy. Obviously, I'm biased for the Gophers. Yes, but I don't know. It's not like I was. Uh, it's not like I was saying the refs screwed the Gophers. No, we we screwed ourselves. Period. The Gophers screwed ourselves, and Quinnipiac. Uh, well, they they did what they did all year, and they finally got their title. So that's pretty much where we're at at this stage. Before I sign off, I'm going to probably do a miniature fan interaction segment since, uh, you know, people did respond to some of my rants and stuff. I hope I didn't lose anybody. I don't think I did, so I, I'm afraid I might have. But, well, Stuart Norris just uh, joined. So thank you, Stuart Norris. Maybe you're a listener, maybe not. But uh, thank you, Stuart. Uh, so maybe I still gain, I'm still still gaining, uh, um, what do they call it? I'm still gaining followers on Twitter despite me going absolutely nuts. Um <laughs> So thank you that uh, didn't leave, I guess. I, I I know on Purple Mafia, when I went on rants, I lost people on Twitter. But enough of that, sorry. Um, I was saying, what an incredibly awesome team. That was when the Govers beat Boston. You see, why couldn't things turn out the way they did there? Derek Roth liked it. Why? What an absolutely awesome team. No matter how things have gone, they overcame. An incredible talent all around, praying that we can finish this off Saturday night. Does that sound like somebody that's super cocky, thinking the Govers are going to roll over Quinnipiac? Or does that sound like... Uh, Somebody who's like, I I hope we win. It's not going to be easy. That's what it sounded like. Derek Felska responds, and welcome back, Derek Felska. <laughs> it's going to be a pretty good national championship. The immovable object. Yeah, they really were, weren't they? Quinnipiac who shut down a very potent Michigan team versus the unstoppable force, Minnesota. Classic showdown. I still feel Minnesota's blue line will be the X factor, just like I said a few weeks ago. And you know what? despite all the frickin' staying back they just about were, the Minnesota Blue Line deserves an extensive, extensive ovation because they survived an onslaught that could have been a 7-2 loss. That's how how bad it was. That's how tough it was. And the strategy to play not to lose didn't help at all. At all. So hopefully, uh, hopefully... Somehow, some way, this Gover team can finish somebody off next year. Maybe we get an opponent that isn't as quite as prepared to play us as Quinnipiac was, and hopefully we prepare better than we did. Because I'm sick and tired of losing, man. Sick and tired of it. It's going to be a 21-year drought now, and it is what it is. I mean, Quinnipiac, obviously, you know, they just started in '99, and I already talked about that. So uh, there's a couple more think even Derek might have responded. Yeah, we went kind of back. Yep. Yes. Uh, the Gophers let it stay a one-shot game too long. Give Quinnipiac credit. Logan Cooley had no time and space at all, and he was getting annoyed. Yes, that's exactly what happened. And yep, these are 100% accurate. Uh, nice. Couldn't, couldn't win one-on-one, which is pretty rare. Yeah. that. That shut down the top line. Yeah, you nailed everything there, Derek. These are private messages, but it's not like oh boy, don't tell anybody what Derek said. It's not like that. So there's nothing uh, private here. Uh, you you nailed it. You nailed everything here, <clears throat> Derek. It, it's exactly what happened. Nice couldn't win one on one over and over and over and and Cooley couldn't do anything, and then he lost his Cooley, and and now they'll all just leave and woohoo yay. Luckily, hopefully, we'll get. Uh, Something back we'll get some some new players to reload and hope for the best but am i overconfident this team's going to come back and kick everyone's ass next year of course not of course not we waited nine years and we stunk uh not too long after we lost that national title game to union so of course not um i typed up uh, tv off bleep that bleep uh that was the cheapest bs i've seen in my life we didn't even get five seconds. And I don't mean the whole game. I mean the, the overtime. It was like, what the heck? I was like, and I was more mad at us. Like, how, how do you bleep that up that bad? Uh, Derek Felska again says, Gophers sitting back in the third will haunt them. Oh, well, Faber's feeling horrible. Whole team, really. And yes, they are. Uh, Derek continues, says, it worked, uh, it worked out okay in the second. Yeah, because I was pissed off about the sitting back, right? I said, yep. Derek said, well, that was quick. Poof. And I said, bleeping horrible. Derek, Yep, yeah, that's where the uh, Gover's sitting back in the third will haunt them. Oh, well, Faber's feeling horrible, the whole team, really. And I said, they played like freaking cowards. It made me really upset. And then Derek said, it worked out okay in the second, but Quinnipiac wouldn't get more desperate, and Minnesota sat back even more. Exactly what happened. Uh, I was saying the third period was just awful. It's definitely going to haunt them forever. Tom Hayen, Tom Hayen says, that's on the coach 100%. And I'm like, Yep yep yes it is it is on the coach because who told them to sit back the coach the coach um derek posted up a interesting thing real quick so we have a tiny bit of minnesota wild information here dating way back to when the gophers were national champions like before that even like way before when lucia just took over because this has to be the beginning lubomir Suckerish, yeah and and richard park and all them and brad brown um yep it's a Picture of, uh, yeah, Richard Park, Sakarish, and Brad Brown. Lubomir Sakarish wasn't here very long. I think like two years. So, yeah. Anyhow, Derek says one of those players was a Minnesota Wild team captain multiple months back in the Lamar years. Guess who? I guess Brad Brown, and I'm pretty sure that's who it was. Yep, and, and Derek liked it, so that means that's probably who it was. Yeah, because um, I remember Brad Brown being a captain for an extended period, so that's got to be it. Um. Final thing we can wrap up with. Chip Scoggins was saying, that, yep, that third period will haunt the Govers for a long, long time. Can't sit back in a shell, uh, shell. Down a shell, yep, and play on your heels for 20 minutes. Just a brutal way to lose. Yep, hey, amen. I didn't even click like on it. Sorry, Chip. Oh, no, that's my tweet. I don't need to like my tweet. Okay, yep, I did like his. Chip Scoggins, yeah, I mean, that's perfect. Perfectly said. So... All i got to say about that. So, again, now I'm going to sign off, wishing you all of, now I'm going to sign off, right? Going to wish you a wonderful week. Happy Easter, and we'll talk to you on Thursday.